So you have to picture it in your head. And when you make a big investment such as a car, from 15k to 2 million dollars for a pagan, one of our customers, uh, you want to make sure you have the right choice. And, uh, and we want to improve this experience. So that's one of our goals. And it's important. I mean, it starts online, I think, for a lot of people. They want to see what the car looks like before they even go to the dealership, right? Yes, so you're completely right. It used to start at the dealership. And, and for many years, and still now, the automotive industry is going through a big transition. And people used to go five times to dealership 10 years ago. Now they go one, 1.5 times. In the UK, in one year, it's 15 million visits uh, less than, uh, than the year Why? Less than 1% of the people have a good experience. They don't want to see it. They don't want to see it. They don't want the pressure. They don't want the pressure. Uh, I don't know if you bought a car recently. The first car I bought was actually here in California. And it's not a good experience. It's not fun. So um, people are also more and more aware since now they go online. So if they go, if they go to the dealership, it's their own life. They spend mostly three quarters of their time for the customer journey. You know, the three months on average when you're in market to buy a new car online. And they will go to the dealership, uh, the OEM website, they will go to read reviews, they will try to get pictures of the car and experience the car. Once they go to the dealership, they're already about the car. They know more about the car than the set that they know. That's the sad part about it, isn't it? Well, that's a, that's a whole other story for the automotive industry. But What's sad? When you, when you do go to the dealership, and you know more about the vehicle than the salesperson selling it. Because, i tell you why. Because the uh, automotive industry, and it's shifting now, and that's a good thing, uh, needs to create more product experts. A bit like Apple is doing in the Apple store. Why do we like this brand so much? Besides the fact that they do good products, great products. It's because when you go to the uh, Apple store, you get an experience. And the experience you have is that you can touch the product, you can feel the product. And you have no pressure of safety to just have people who are here to answer questions. They're product experts. And I think the automotive industry are doing that more and more uh, uh, to, uh, to avoid this pressure from the sales. There's one more factor I think that allows the automotive to, uh, to go that way is that we used to go to dealership to negotiate the price. Okay? And that was one of the reasons we had to go to dealership. But it's more and more difficult. And, uh, and the reason Apple again works is because you can't negotiate the price. Whether you buy your product online or in a dealership or in a third party seller, it's always the same price. There is no, uh, no advantage. So once you remove the price out of the equation, then it becomes a much better experience. And I think the automotive industry with brands like Tesla, where you have a fixed price, you go online, you see the price, you can buy the car online directly, that's the shift we see. So we're going to see more and more cars being sold online in the future. Um, the prediction of pretty much like 25% of the car will be sold online by 2025. So 25%. Today, less than 1%. In five years, should be 5%. So it's going up. Well, that goes well for zero, right? It works for us. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we focus on the dealership because when you go to the dealership, you want a great experience. So that's where we do the virtual reality, uh, we do the 4K screen. So you, you go there for a reason, for something you can't get from your, from your living room. Okay? But online, as you pointed out, is where the, uh, the battery is. 
this is where all the brands have to win the, the heart of the customer. And that's the key uh, strategy uh, thing we're doing is to create an online solution uh, and provide that. So for a lot of cars, if you go look, you'll see Oh, 30 exterior images. And here's their VR. And when you do that, basically you have a 360 opportunity to spin the car around on the exterior and maybe from a fixed point on the interior, right? Spin the car around the interior and maybe you can select some color options and then do the same thing, right? So that's a typical. That's typical. That's typical. And uh, I'll tell you what. You go buy a pair of Nike sneakers. Go to the website. They have 3D visualization, which is most of the time better than what you can find on certain OEM brands. And yet, the price of the sneaker is 200, at least 200 times cheaper. So, people who buy a car deserve a better experience. The reason you see pictures and 2D on the website is mainly a cost and, and people don't have the technology, they didn't have at the time the technology. Uh, once you have so many options for a car, you can see for one brand, maybe 70 to 100,000 features per model for all the configurations. So you can't even produce all those pictures. It's, it's a lot of work. So by using real-time 3D, first of all, we allow a better experience because you can, you can have a freedom of view, you can see the car from any angle you like, you can open the doors, you can animate the car. But also for the, uh, for the OEM, you don't have to produce the pictures anymore. So once you produce the uh, 3D model with all the options, all the variants in it, what is called the 150% car, then you're done. And you can use the same car in this omnichannel platform that we, uh, we provide online, and then the same car that you use in the VR experience. Same level of quality, uh, minimum 5 million fully engaged cars. We have 5 million little triangles on the yeah. car from the website which are streamed your phone, your tablet, or your laptop. So you're taking the car, you're modeling it, or you're getting the CAD file. The CAD file. Do they actually give you the, they give you the original CAD file? So they never really give you the... Because that would be uh, a lot of trust. No, yeah, yeah. and they don't do that uh, with, with anyone. So what they call the nerves, uh, which are the mathematical definition of the uh, curve and the body of the car, they keep on themselves. But they give us a highly tessellated model, which can go up to 50 million polygons. So what we do is we take that model as input and we create an automated process where we stream it down uh, to 5 million polygons on average, sometimes a bit more, but 5 on average. And uh, we can use it for visualization purposes, for real time purposes. And then you have to do all the work of modeling this tire, that tire, all the different options. This comes, this comes from the OEM directly. All they we do, do they is give you to all the models for the they tires, give us all the models. Well. What they give us the texture. What we do is we make sure the model is ready for real time. Uh, we have a bit of work to do, but we automate that process. Uh, we also we are coming from the gaming industry. So what we add is a physics boost based, you know, on the car on the engine. So we can not only visualize the car, but we can also animate and drive the car, which is the next step. Because when you buy a car online, you see the car on the parking lot sitting like this. Right. You can open the door, it's fine. We're already used to that, but that's what we do. But the car is meant to be driven. So you want to see the car with the color you pick, with the wheels you pick, uh, moving in the city or moving in, uh, in the landscape, you know, of what we place for the landscape, in the Paris city.
So what technologies are you using to do your work? Are you using workstations? If so, so to prep the car, yeah. or to deliver the experience? For both things, to, to do the initial work, to get the files ready, and then also then deliver. So we're using uh, powerful machines, okay? Uh, yeah, the, the visualization engineer, they have uh, big graphic, NVIDIA graphic cards, M6000. So the M6000, yes. we have those in our workstation. Yes, yes, so we use that. Um, when we do the HTC Vive experience, we have one card per ID. And, uh, and the challenge is, it's pretty easy in a way, okay, to uh, deliver a 90 frames per second, 5 million polygon car with a 20 millisecond latency from the HTC, otherwise you can see, uh, with, with that kind of machine. But when you want to move that online to serve all those customers upstream and provide the same level of quality, then the challenge is to find the right partner to, uh, to bring that engineering online. And so for this, we're working a lot with Amazon Web Services. They do a great job. Yes, uh, with the cloud. And, and uh, we're kind of a good case study for them because they're using uh, GPU instances in the cloud, not CPU, uh, to, to, uh, to power the uh, real-time rendering. You can do 30 frames per second uh, on, uh, on the stream. So if you can stream a, uh, a Netflix or Amazon Instant Video on your mobile, it means you can use the car in 3D real time. Okay? And for those people who don't have enough bandwidth, uh, we fall back to a, a 2D on demand. So we give a 2D good experience uh, where the 2D pictures are created on the fly. Because we can create 30 pictures per second online. We can create 60 pictures per second at 4K at, at a dealership. With Amazon, we are able to scale up and down and predict also the demand to make sure that everybody gets a stream and a car when you go to the uh, Audi website, for instance. So we were just here yesterday at Audi on the uh, NVIDIA booth to, uh, to talk and release this online configurator, which has been, uh, has been quoted as the best configurator in the world. Uh, right, the right. So it was, uh, it was a great pilot. Uh, we've been doing for 100 days. Uh, amazing results, a very promising uh, impact. And, uh, what we see, it's interesting because it's not only provide a good experience for the user and, that, and that's fine. We, uh, we reduce the cost for the OEM because with one car on the submission platform, they don't have to print the car pen. They used to work with different agencies and each agency will give them to prep a different car for a different channel. Now, the OEM can use our platform and provide the agency with this car that we prep and, uh, and, and with only one. The second thing for the OEM, so we cannot fix their digital pipeline. The, the second thing is increasing revenue. What you see and what we saw in the pilot of Audi, uh, 100 days we tested on just one car in Germany, which was the uh, A4 Volvo. Uh, first of all, you have 18,000 configurations in the uh, 18,000 completed configuration versus 15,000 in two years. And um, 66 more percent interaction on the, the 3D configurator compared to a 2D basic configurator. And the interesting thing, when you look at the final configuration, 
the ones coming out of the 3D configurations have a higher basket value. I can't give you the number, I'm not a real steward, I don't want to share it. But let's say that when you multiply that by 18,000, that's a lot of money of upsell potential for people here. Sure, because people can see it better and experience it better. And you get some excited, so they add more things to the car, right? If you, uh, if you see your car in 3D, whether it's online or in the virtual reality, and uh, you pick your uh, 19 inches alloy wheel dark gray to that in your car. You love it. You like to walk around your car, or you spin the car in 3D online, and you like it. Then when you put back the little one, the basic one, uh, they're not so good. Yeah, not so good anymore. While typically today, how does it work? You see that in a catalog. And all you see is, well, they look nice, but you see the price. And you don't really see it in, in your car. So you end up saying, no, no, I'm not going to spend that. Okay. So it's a bit of the effect of it. So it's a, it's, a, it's a very deep potential for the brand. And the third thing I think we bring to the OEM with that is uh, the brand loyalty and the brand experience. It's, it's very important for an OEM, people are not loyal anymore to brands. You need to win their heart back each time they need to buy a new car. Um, they can consider a new brand. And so you have to convince them again. And so by providing a better online experience, right from the start, and following the customer wherever it is, then you have a better chance to have the customer consider your brand versus the competitive And uh, so what we are, what I'm working on in marketing is also to say, the shift you see in the industry is coming from what we used to call a dealership-centric model, where the goal of the OEM was to bring you to the dealership at all That was bring the customer to the dealership, then we show the product and then we do the rest. And we are shifting what we see is more a customer-centric model, where now it's the brand was to follow the customer wherever it is. And so if the customer is in market to buy a car and is online, you better be there at that time and provide the best possible experience or you, uh, you might lose your customer to the competition. If the customer is in the city and uh, he happens to pass by the uh, showroom that you have, like an Audi city, uh, you better have something that you will remember uh, when you walk in. And then next time he's in the market to buy a car, he'll think maybe more of you rather than the competition. So that's, that's what I think what Okay, we're just about out of time, so I have a bunch of really quick questions for you. So, when you're doing the, the work, you're using NVIDIA M6000 GPUs, yes. what kind of workstations do those go in? Do you know, do you know much about how those get configured? I'm not sure, I don't want to say the, the wrong thing, I'm not so sure. I think we have that in HP. Okay. Yeah, it makes it different. Yeah, we have a mix of When you're doing that initial work, I can understand you're coming with 50 million polygons, whatever, down to 5 million, so you have to write your applications for that. Everything comes textured and all that's taken care of by the OEM. So you're really developing the software that gets embedded into their website and then delivering it via the cloud through Amazon to whoever's going to be doing it by watching it, whatever device they have it on. Yes, exactly. And also for their dealership, okay. uh, we embed the software there. But in the dealership, are they putting a workstation or something? Yes, they have, to have, they have to have a machine. So how does that work? I mean, what kinds of machines are you getting involved with that at all? Yeah, it depends on the OEM. Some OEMs, they have deals with uh, manufacturers for, uh, for okay. machines. And so so sometimes we have to, uh, and they have prices and discounts. So one day it could be uh, uh, HP or, or other brands. So we have to uh, kind of follow the OEM uh, contracts and partnerships. 
and we are not. So we really are not. But the goal, I think the goal is to also move a bit away from that and move more from the cloud. Because as soon as you have hardware in a dealership, you create resistance. And in terms of the cloud, those centers, we're working on that. It's a certain amount of Yes. If you want to get a virtual experience, everybody's saying 90 frames a second, and you can only do 30 right now. No, we can do 30 online, but online. Only one. we yeah, do yeah. more than 90 in the uh, virtual reality. So what we do right now is the best possible experience time. Nobody can do it online, so we're the only one. And for HTC Vive, with 5 million polygons at 90 frames a second, with 20 second latency, we are at zero light, the only one in the world. But you do that today. But you're doing that on hardware in the location, is what you say. Yes. Yeah, not from online. Right, right, right. Because online, you're going to be limited to the bandwidth of their exactly. connection and yes. how many people at the dealership are using that. Yes. And, and so. But we're working on that with Amazon. Uh, Amazon is working also with all the, uh, the machine partners to yeah. bring that in the future. I believe this is going to come one day where you will be able to use this power from the cloud directly. Uh, and then we remove the barrier of hardware and dealership. We remove move the hardware to the cloud and just worry about the experience in the service. That's, uh, that's going to be quite exciting. That's yeah. Well, Francois, um, are you going to be going to other areas or are you just so busy with cars? Good question. So, we are startups, so I think we, uh, we still have a lot of work to do to stay the best at what we do for automotive. There's a lot of things to, uh, to provide them for this means. But we look at other transportation. We have cold call from companies doing things that are not cars. Okay? And they're like, we love what you do. Can you do it for us? So we turn down a lot of out of our transportation offer because we want to keep the focus there. But uh, don't get me wrong, one day we go outside one day. Uh, automotive. Uh, but so far, I think the focus. Uh, and for the purpose of the OEM, the customer is really to stay and do the best uh, in, in one industry rather than trying to, to be average everywhere. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. So, Francois, thanks so much for coming on the program. Thanks for having me, it was very fun. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you very much. For our online audience, we'll be back with our next guest in just a few moments. Thanks for watching.